Love the weather, just love the vibe. It's probably because my Venus is in Taurus, so the sun is like kissing my Venus right now, so it feels so good. But welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. I am your host, Illy Vish, and this week things will be just a tad bit different. First up, we have a talk from me um, about Taurus season, going over some keywords and different things that you should keep in mind for understanding Taurian energy. And then after that, we have Gemini Brown's weekly astro forecast, letting you know what to expect uh, this week. And then following that, I have a little talk that I do about Pluto going retrograde, because as of April 24th, which is the day that I'm recording this little intro, Pluto's going retrograde. Um, So many people get scared of retrogrades the moment that they hear them. But I feel it's very important to talk about what they mean exactly, and specifically Pluto retrograde. So, you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned. everybody and welcome back to another episode of spiritual gangster certified i'm your host illy bish and we are officially out of aries season and into taurus season i really like taurus season um as far as weather is concerned it's always perfect but i wanted to make sure um that we all generally prepared ourselves for taurus season Of course, making sure that you're aware of where Taurus energy is in your birth chart, but also familiarizing ourselves with keywords for Taurus and its ruling planet Venus, because I feel in order to really appreciate um, transits to your chart, because the sun's in Taurus and so is Uranus, and my goodness, (laughs) for me, that is hitting my seventh house, Um, but the energy is really interesting, but want to always be aware of attaching zodiac energies to their respective keywords. It makes it a lot easier to remember themes, archetypes, and just have a general understanding of stuff. So, of course, Taurus is a fixed earth sign. Fixed signs occur in the middle of season. So all of the fixed signs are Taurus. We have Leo. Um, We have Scorpio, and then we have Aquarius. So these signs, though they're different elements, all share some of the same qualities because they're fixed signs. Fixed signs are good at maintaining things, um, holding, you know, holding down the fort, so to speak. And um, they're also somewhat stubborn (laughs) and fixed in, you know, their expression. This is very true with Taurus, um, whose symbol is the bull. And I don't think I have to tell a lot of you that, you know, a bull is about as fixed as you can get. I've said this before. When a bull wants to move, that's when it moves. If it don't want to move, it's not going to. And on the other hand, if a bull is coming for you, well, good luck stopping it. It's tenacity 
listen, it's tenacity. That's that's all I'm going to say. Um, but Taurus wants to possess things. It wants to have things. Um, it's ruled by Venus. Now, Taurus, um, being an earth sign, is about physical and tangible things. And its key phrase is, I have. So once we move from Aries energy, which is all about I am, once we know who we are, then we can focus on the Taurus season theme of what we have. So Taurus energy is very careful, very conservative. Um, It's practical and very possessive. Now, a lot of Taurus sons that I know, I love their energy because, you know, I don't know. I just really love that Taurus energy. I have my Venus in Taurus. But when something is theirs, oh, it's theirs. Okay, Taurus energy is not about to play any games with unexpected sharing. There are memes floating around on the interwebs about people touching Taurus's food. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to touch your Taurus's food. Taurus's love food. I know what my Venus and Taurus... Listen... I want to see, touch, smell, taste, experience, feel everything. Um, Of course, Taurus is earthy. I have to say, Taurian energy is very reliable. It wants stability. It wants to hold on steady to things and stay grounded. Grounded for sure. We just have 420 pass as well as Earth Day. I don't think that it's a coincidence that these two events occur during a very grounded season, like as grounded as you could possibly get. Um, Taurus energy, it is very trustworthy. Um, It's great at maintaining things. They love aesthetically beautiful art and and just possessions. But we want to be careful that we look at some of the things that are going down. So, when I say this, I mean to look at the negative aspects of Taurus to be able to fully understand it. Now, a lot of people get upset because, you know, when they hear some of the negative qualities of a sign, especially if it's their sun sign or something like that, then it's, oh, I'm not like that. Oh, I'm not like that. And it's like, dude, in order to understand energies, you have to understand Um, how they are at either pole, their negative side and their positive side. And I'm going to tell you right now, okay, Taurus energy can be lazy, okay? It can be materialistic. It likes the finer things in life. It does not like change. Stubborn as hell. Um, And the opinions are very fixed because of this. I kind of feel like sometimes people think Taurian energy is a bit boring, because they they get stuck in like routine, they do not like change, which is which is interesting because Uranus, the sign, I mean the planet that rules change and innovation is in Taurus right now. So that's why you guys always hear me referring to people being pushed out of their comfort zones. Because to be very honest with you, um, if you have an earthy, solid, fixed sign that doesn't want to move under the influence of a planet that's all about change. Yeah, there's going to be a shakeup, like definitely, definitely. So, you know, Taurus energy does not really take well to change. 
So when we look at how this impacts us on a personal level, depending on where this Taurus energy is occurring in your chart, um, it'll give you a, a better idea of the area of life you can look for the sun to be shining like um, a spotlight on, so to speak, as I always say. But um, so knowing the keywords for Taurus, you can see how things could go from one extreme to the other. Um, It's a good thing to be careful and conservative during this time. These are traits that Taurian energy has. They can persevere. So this is a good time, I feel, where we're looking at things that we can stick to. How can you stay grounded in what it is that you're trying to do? How can you stay the course? Because the bull is going to stay the course, okay? It wants a routine that it likes. It needs a routine that it likes. Like, it, it needs that. Um, Tarian energy can be a little self-indulgent, though. This may be a time where some of us, because this is also, Tarian energy is about values because it's ruled by Venus. So this could also be a time where we kind of feel like, I want to indulge. You might be affected by feeling you want to consume a little bit more, be that food, be that material possessions, be careful with your money, because Taurus energy can be a little hedonistic, and listen, listen, I have it in the relationship house, in the seventh house, we're not even going to talk about how I personally feel about this, but um, again, too, back to also understanding Taurus is understanding its ruling planet, which is Venus. And our Venus sign really talks about how we value things. You know, how do we appreciate the beauty in the world? And not only that, how do we appreciate the beauty in our relationships and how we're dealing with others? You know, what values we have, our connectedness to others in relationships and how that all comes about. So with Venus which will be in Taurus soon, upcoming, um, as Taurus's ruling planet. This planet is about being social. It's about seeking pleasure. It's about seeing the beauty in the world, okay? And we just had Venus leave Pisces, where it's exalted, and I felt like that was a that was a beautiful time. We now have Venus in Aries, where I kind of feel like, there is a focus more on the needs of self. You might be a lot more abrupt. Um, some people are saying to me that they're finding since Venus has been in Aries that, you know, there are people coming out of the woodwork speaking on their feelings, all types of stuff. But some key words to remember about the ruling planet of Taurus, because I believe that this helps you understand Taurus energy. The first thing that came to mind, of course, was love. But next, I think money like beauty, being charming. And any um, Libra or Taurus risings, always pay attention to where Venus is transiting. That's your ruling planet. So it's very important that you are aware of the changes that occur with it. Like I'm a Libra rising with Venus in Aries. That's like opposing my my rising. Uh, there's a need and a call for me to strike balance. Um, also... 
tar season is a time where I see, especially in the area that I live in Philadelphia, and this probably has a lot to do with the weather as well, being as though it's spring, um, you know, we're all coming out from winter having been so dull and humdrum, and now we can get outside. There's a lot of festivals going on, so a lot of things that appeal to your, you know, aesthetic palette, um, being able to, like, be out about, out and about around all things artsy you know, looking at, you know, beautiful things, enjoying yourself. We all are enjoying this weather. So um, with Venus as the ruling planet of Taurus, you want to think of things like finances as well. This is a focus, a heavy focus. Now, I think some people so relate Venus to love that we forget about the other things that it has to do with. And this is where Taurus energy reminds us back to its key phrase of I have, okay? When we're thinking of that I have energy, that's what Taurus is all about, okay? It's like, I I say this all the time with my Venus and Taurus placement. I feel like my Venus and Taurus placement is Aphrodite or Venus herself laid up on a chaise lounge being fed amazing food, looking at the most beautiful art that there is to see, listening to the most amazing music, and then because I have a dirty mind, of course I have to add, and she's getting her, um, let me think of a nicer way to say that than the way I was going to put it out there. She's receiving cunnilingus. Like if you, that's that's how I describe the expression of my Venus um, in Taurus. So, When I think of Taurus energy in general, it's just this, oh, I want to enjoy and feel and touch and taste and smell everything. It's about enjoyment. How are you enjoying things? What are you doing? It's also about being sociable. So again, remember I was saying this is a time frame where it feels as though a lot of people are out and about going to different festivals, doing different things because you want to be around people, you know? You want to get out there. Now, Taurus energy is also associated with the throat. Um, So speaking, the throat chakra, when I'm seeing a lot of people talk about, oh, your throat chakra is blocked. You're not expressing yourself the way you need to be. I feel this is a season where if you really take the time out to figure out what you appreciate, you should also be a little bit more inspired to speak on it. Now, true. A lot of us get so caught up in, you know, our, our regular patterns that we don't even really think about expressing to others, you know, what our needs are. This is a good time to do that because we want to feel connected to others, you know? We want to enjoy things. And there's no way that we can have happiness, harmony, real, like, life enjoyment if we're not speaking our truth or coming from an honest place. So I want you guys to think about that during this season as well. Your self-worth is definitely tied in Taurian energy. Taurus rules the second house. And when I give people readings and I'm looking at the energy that falls in their second house um, to kind of see how it will be expressed, I always talk about self-worth. So the Zodiac Wheel tells a story. And again, when we started in Aries season, that was the astrological new year. It was a place of, you know, us coming out the gate, just starting fresh. 
with us coming out the gate and starting fresh, there is this idea of looking out for self, asserting oneself, coming out fiery because Aries is cardinal fire. So now that we've kind of stood out, pumped our chest out a little bit, you know, showed everybody who we are, we're now wanting to deal with how we feel about ourselves. Not just what we have, but our self-worth. What does that look like? You know, this is something that I think a lot of people don't think about and that they should, okay? Your worth to yourself is far more important than anybody's idea of what your worth is, okay? And I know a lot of us in our relationships, growing up through trauma, all types of stuff like that, we've derived a sense of our self-worth based on the opinions of other people, This is not a time to be thinking about the opinions of other people. Okay? Not a time for that. I personally just kind of feel like when you're keenly aware of what you value about yourself, because I know we all have little issues or idiosyncrasies or flaws, etc., that sometimes become our main focus. Stop that. Stop that shit. Stop it. What we should be focusing on is what we appreciate and value about ourselves. That allows you the space to create so much. And remember, I keep talking about Saturn being a Capricorn, damn it. The sun at some point during this Taurus season is going to be in a trine aspect to Saturn and Capricorn. Listen. Listen, Linda. Okay? Listen. That's beautiful. I keep telling people that Saturn is the manifest manifestation master and that if you work in integrity and follow the steps and do what you're supposed to do, if you take the chicken out the freezer, like Astro Pluto Queen says, you'll be rewarded. So if you can focus at this time on what you appreciate about yourself, then you'll be able to actually zero in on the work that you need to do to get and have the things that you really want. Or you could also look at this time frame as a review of what is actually important to you aesthetically, what is actually important to you materially. Now, Taurus, of course, wants to touch all the beautiful things, see all the beautiful things. But I feel by the time it's an aspect to Saturn, it gets as it gets closer, there will be more of a flowing energy between not only just wanting that stuff, wanting the material flash, the aesthetically beautiful things, but doing what you have to do to get them. Remember, also, Jupiter is in Sagittarius. It's retrograde now. It's retrograde. But I feel like that's a review time that we're getting. So Jupiter going retrograde is forcing us to really look inward. Look inward and figure out, hey... What is this? What, what do I want? What did I, what did I get that I didn't even see that I got? What hidden blessings are there? Because Jupiter blesses us, and with it in its home sign of Sagittarius, that's that Sagittarius. That's a really big blessing. As I'm recording this now, it's approximately 6:30 p.m. Eastern Time on April 23rd, which is Tuesday, and Venus is currently conjunct. Mercury, aha, might be a lot easier for a lot of us to 
express ourselves in ways that we haven't before, not just in love situations, but about the things that we appreciate. Um, Also, Jupiter is conjunct the moon in Sagittarius. That's an expansion of feeling. I kind of feel like... So... And I know I just like switch course from talking to Taurus energy to talking about current energy, but I'm just like, I pulled the chart for right now and I'm just looking over things. And I have three of my children have Sagittarius moons. uh, So they were experiencing their lunar return. And that's another thing I want to encourage people to do. If you want a snapshot of what the next 30 days has to bring you, get a lunar return chart done. Okay, that's basically when a chart is cast for the exact time frame where your moon is going to hit the exact degree and minute that it was at when you were born. And that'll kind of give you the coloring of your month. But currently, in a general sense, Jupiter is conjunct um, the moon. Now, Jupiter, which rules Sagittarius, where the moon is, it's getting out of there soon. Uh, it'll be in cap soon, if it isn't already, in the last couple minutes. But um, Jupiter expands what it touches. So with it expanding the moon, which is about our emotional processes, you know, our instinctual reactions to things, emotions, etc. Especially in a sign like Sagitta- Sagittarius that is like kind of like go hard or go home energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of people might be feeling like a little emotionally provoked. Watch out for that. But I just saw that randomly and had to speak on it. But back to what I was saying about using Taurus season energy wisely. What do we value? What is it that we have that we value? What is it that we want that we value? How do you feel about yourself? Where do you stand in the grand scheme of things about who you are, what you do, how you express yourself, the way that you're seen out in the world? Because the way that I look at this, with this eventually interacting with the Capricorn energy, Capricorn is all about the public face. You know what I mean? It's out there. It wants to be seen. It rules the 10th house. So you guys use Taurus energy to really come to a place where you're grounded in who you are, what you have, what you want, where you're recognizing the parts of yourself that are so amazing and so beautiful that you just kind of want to like sit with them for a minute and appreciate them. Definitely all in the appreciating beauty part of stuff right about now. And guys, I can't wait. It's going to be lit. Now, um, as I announced on the episode last week, we have made some changes here at Spiritual Gangster Certified, so I will be introducing you in another episode that's going to be up this week as well um, to a few of the people who will be on here. I'm so excited to add some different new pieces or segments, I guess I should say, where we get to talk about different things. I know there's a heavy focus on astrology because I love astrology and I seem to just kind of feel that it ties into everything but we have so much stuff that we want to cover also we're coming to our one year anniversary on May 15th 
So when that comes up, I'm going to do a special, not only just on readings, astrological readings, but we've been doing more tarot and divination and oracle card readings as well. We're going to have some like, I guess you could call them flash readings randomly on the Spiritual Gangster Certified page. So if you have not yet checked it out, please do. Congrats to the winners on the Spiritual Gangster Certified page as well who won um, the birth charm pendants and um, also um, readings from me. Um, I posted the winners on the page if you haven't seen it, but if you haven't been to the page at all, come join us. Yes, we laugh, we cry, we walk on a spiritual journey together. Um, So check out the Spiritual Gangster Certified Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash spiritual gangsta certified official can't wait because this new season of spiritual gangsta certified which begins may 15th is gonna be so super lit oh my gosh so many surprises so many good things just an expansion of what my original vision for this podcast was again i thank everybody who consistently listens all the people who send such good feedback ask different questions This podcast, I feel, is just a way for me to share with others, people that I've come across who have been instrumental in my spiritual journey. And what better way to do that than to bring them right to you guys. So I thank you, thank you, thank you so much and appreciate all of you immensely. Hope you're enjoying your beginning of Taurus season thus far. And we'll see you in another episode in a couple days. Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Billy Vish out. What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here. Back with another episode of Nalo Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what the stars have in store for us. So, let's get into it. As always, shout out to all the Tauruses celebrating birthdays this week, as the sun is now in the sign of Taurus. And let's talk a little bit about Taurus. Um, I personally must say Taurus energy is some of my favorite in the zodiac uh taurus relates to the uh original second house which is about our possessions our values uh a sense of security it it is an earth sign and it's ruled by venus this is actually the inner nature of venus so you know during this time all those things i just mentioned are going to be highlighted all right, and it's just a really good time to ground ourselves. So every season was about starting anew, right? Taking action towards new beginnings in our lives, and, and, and um, you know, getting things flowing in that direction. Now this is where we sustain those uh, efforts and, and things that we have began, and kind of try to find a nice flow to it. Uh, for me, Taurus uh, often because it's a, a sign of patience. Uh, relates to consistency. All earth signs, but you know, Tauruses have the temperament for uh, consistency. So that's the thing we should focus on. Whatever 
uh, new things that we've started or projects we have in the works, let's remain uh, consistent within them, okay? Then we have Uranus here within this sign. And this is the first aspect I want to touch on. Uh, so some will be conjuncting Uranus. And of course we know Uranus is the energy of liberation, is an uh, energy of eccentricness. So wherever of change, you know, going against the status quo. So wherever this is within your chart, right now is the time where we, our ego gets a boost from implementing these kind of changes. And being that Taurus relates to security and finances, we can get, you know, a, a, a large sense of liberation, you know, from becoming secure or, you know, finding new avenues for income and things like that. So um, wherever this is in your chart, just think about how you can change things up in that sense. You know, let's say. Uh, this is happening within your 11th house. How can your group partnerships, right? How can that be of to some type of value to you? This this can be, you know, a spiritual value or a monetary value. You know, so, uh, suppose there's an opportunity where, you know, you can capitalize off of that and things like that. Or, you know, your group is asking you to invest within it, Okay. Uh, if it's your fifth house, this is a great time to invest within yourself and your personal hobbies, right? Um, your third house, invest in, in, in some type of uh, uh, the working towards a new skill. And then we have Mars and Gemini, which, you know, definitely enhances the need to take upon new things and we're curious and, and learn. So overall, with Sun conjunct Uranus, there's some type of change that we want to implement within ourselves. And I would say, regardless of where it is, do something with your physical, um, your physical, do something with that. Because, you know, the sun is the ego and at face value, that's what everybody sees first. And that's where a lot of confidence can come from. Whether it's, you know, cutting your hair, dyeing your hair, uh, buying new clothes, you know, the change can start within that department and then lead towards other changes, okay? So, think outside the box. Go against the grain. Venture into unknown territories, all right? And this will lead to a greater sense of liberation and fulfillment, right? So, the next point I want to make about Taurus energy um, is that it relates to the five senses, Um and Taurus, you know, being ruled by Venus is about indulgence and it, it seeks out pleasure and comfort. So what we want to definitely be on the lookout for is an increased desire nature and increased indulgence. OK, um, so like I said, if you every season will gave you the motivation to say, man, I, I want to attack my physical goals. I'm going to get in the gym and things like that. If you've done that. Do your best to sustain that effort. Stay productive. Taurus energy also relates to laziness. Being too comfortable, right? Just taking it too easy. So what can happen is we can start to indulge and just fall off of uh, our regimen that we've implemented before. So I'm not telling you not to indulge, but moderation will be key. And fight the urge to 
not do as much. You want to try to stay productive as possible. And the way to do so is to channel the energy within an earthy, practical way. Practical ways of doing things and getting the most out of your time and effort. Okay? So, indulge, but don't indulge too much. Right? So, this week, we now have Venus in the sign of Aries and Mercury in the sign of Aries. And this goes well because, like I just stated before, Aries being about new beginnings and taking action and then Venus being the depositor of, you know, Taurus and then Mercury being the depositor of Gemini and then both having energy there, this can rev up, you know, the willpower, okay? So, we can be feeling more a sense of direction of where we want to go. In terms of Mercury, the mind is going to be more active. It's going to be sharper. It's going to be, you know, seeking out avenues of expression. Mercury does well in Aries for the most part because it's a fast moving uh, energy and Aries likes doing things, you know, rather quickly, likes starting. Okay. So we can see increased willpower this week. Then with Venus, with Venus, there's just going to be more of uh, a willingness to go after the things that we love, okay? And coming off this full moon in Libra, whatever whatever we've released related towards, you know, balance, harmony, and relationships, this fire that Venus is now in serves as motivation to, you know, upkeep those things that we've released. Just like with anything, there are going to be times where we look back or, you know, we, we want to uh, go back to how things were. But for the most part, we're starting anew here. And, you know, as long as you're, you keep your willpower directed, you know, you shouldn't, you won't be looking back. So keeping, once again, you know, going into Mars being in Gemini, feed your curiosity, study, you know, pick up new things, try new things. You know, communicate more as this will help perpetuate the new beginnings, okay? Next thing here is I want you to really take a look and reflect back at what you've learned, not just from that full moon, but the overall transit of Venus being in Pisces. And that was a time where if, if, the, if the energy was channeled correctly, we could got a real sense of, you know, a love for, you know, our friends, our family, and ourselves at a higher level, you know, um, if you were taking time to really dive into your spirituality, you want to you want to keep that up. Look at how, what kind of effect that had upon you. If you were giving yourself to, you know, people too much, look at how that worked out. Where you, Did you end up feeling used? Um, you know, did, did it feel like a waste of time? And then from there, you proceed. And with this Venus and Aries is like, okay. How can I take what, what I just experienced in that whole trip around the Zodiac and start anew? How can I use this to fuel, you know, new relationships, uh, new ways of, of relating to love and things like that? And the overall thing that I, I want to encourage with this is self-love, okay? Aries is about the self, so take this time to really pour into you, you know, 
um, build yourself up, whether it is, you know, getting in the gym, you know, treating yourself to, you know, new clothes or uh, anything that's going to help you reach your overall goals. Put some time and effort into yourself. You're, you're going to actually need to be a little bit more selfish, okay? So, yeah, like I said, reflect back on what you've learned and use this added motivation to make adjustments, okay? And don't worry, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. We got we got some time until the new moon, but these are the things that we want to start pondering. And whenever signs shift, there's always like a new wave of inspiration. So you want to ride this inspiration to the best of its abilities, but don't there's no real need to make major, major, you know, action, but more so just take strides towards these things and, and putting them into place. Okay? So aspect of the week here that I really want to pay attention to is that like I said before, Mars is within Gemini and it's gonna be coming into square with Neptune. And yeah, Neptune, when Mars and Neptune collide, you know, Mars is energy, okay? Neptune is imagination, it's escapism, it's spirituality. We can be feeling really disoriented this week. So more than more than other weeks, this is going to be a time where we truly uh, need to calm the mind. We need to calm our energy. Uh, some of us can be ex experienced, you know, heightened restlessness. Uh, meditation will be key. Crystal work will be key. Um, we can overall spiritual work will be key. And like I said, finding ways of stimulating oneself. So let's say, you know, you got Mars going through your sixth house. Okay. And then you got Mars going through your sixth house and then, you know, you got this Neptune with, within your third or, or something like that. You know, how on a day-to-day -day basis, how can I, how can I strive towards greater, you know, self-improvement on a day-to-day -day basis? Maybe it's going to be through, you know, my hobbies, my own personal efforts. Um, maybe it's going to, maybe I need to do more activities with my siblings or my friends, you know, take, do something within my neighborhood. Um, so take where Mars is and think, okay, how can I stimulate myself within this area of life, life and combine that, you know, with spirituality and things like that more. Uh, like I said, there can be, there can be a, a unconscious need to create conflict just because we're un, you know, we're restless inside and we're unsettled. So be, be mindful of that. There can be definitely moodiness. Okay. And then others can even project that energy onto you. So it, this, this can cause, you know, misunderstandings and overall, you know, we can, like I said, just be feeling overall di uh, disoriented, but it's, it's calling you to direct, consciously direct the energy rather than just letting it float about. Okay. So overall, I think this week is just going to be a, a, a week of relief. We're coming off a full moon. Last week was just a, a tense week overall. This one, it's like the, the, the winds have settled, you know, and then, and one more thing I want to add is that the moon will be in Capricorn this week and along with, you know, the Taurus energy, uh, and then, you know, Saturn, Pluto present in Capricorn, a lot of, this is going to be a chance to really ground ourselves, uh, 
in the sense of like real world things. So investing, you know, uh, going out, going out to, you know, social events, just finding outlets for grounding ourselves. Okay. And what, what's that, what that is going to do is create greater opportunities going forward to see where we're being directed. All right. So this week will be very revealing. It's going to be, you know, it's going to feel freer. Okay. But you will need to consciously be directing yourselves in, 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 in the right direction. Don't let the energy take you away. Okay. So y'all, this is my interpretation of this week's forecast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, feel free to comment. Let me know what's going on with you. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. If you need a reading, holla at me. Till next time. Peace. So, hey, everybody. I wanted to take a little bit of time. I know I've had basically two segments this episode of me just talking, talking, talking. But um, since Pluto in Capricorn goes retrograde as I'm recording this, um, it is April 24th and Pluto retrograde starts today. And this retrograde cycle is technically going to end October 3rd. So it's beginning at 25 degrees of Capricorn, and then it'll end at 20 degrees Capricorn. Now, I know a lot of people get freaked out the minute that they hear anything about a retrograde. It doesn't matter if we're talking Mercury. It doesn't matter if we're talking Venus. People just hear retrograde and freak out. Now, I am definitely a retrograde individual. I have every planet in my needle chart retrograde except for Venus and Neptune. Um, I can say that this sometimes makes me feel as if I am living multiple lifetimes at once. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. When I share my life story with people or different things that I've been through, they're like, like, my life is so boring compared to yours. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I used to be like, how come everybody always says this? I thought it was a common occurrence for people to just have like random good experiences. But apparently I'm just wrong. But anyway, so my Pluto is in my first house. I want everybody to kind of look at your chart, check out where you have Pluto um, so that you can kind of see um, how Pluto affects you in general. And then of course you want to see, if you look at the transits to your chart, where this Pluto retrograde is going to take place. So with me thinking about Pluto in the first house, I already feel this is a lifetime where I have really come to step into my power. I have come to understand it. And perhaps in previous lifetimes, I might have either been too controlled um, by someone else or possibly been a person that mismanaged their power. But, you know, this lifetime, I really have to take responsibility and own my power. But um, I wanted people to kind of look at this cycle as a powerful time um, because the theme of power is here. Now, when we came out of the Mercury retrograde, I know a lot of people were a little upset 
because it just seemed like it was going on forever. And, I mean, well, we had 60 days of Mercury and Pisces, so that was long anyway. You know, besides the retrograde, and Mercury doesn't necessarily fare its best in the sign of Pisces. So I think that within itself had a lot of people kind of like, eh. And then, you know, after that, we dealt with Jupiter's retrograde. And as I've been telling everybody... I think the Jupiter retrograde is great, um, especially since it's in its home sign of Sag. This is a time frame to look over a lot of the different things that you may have missed. What blessings did you miss? You know, it's going to let us kind of see the smaller things that are really um, bigger things in our lives because they've caused us to make change. Um, They've caused us to find our path into like um, higher understanding of things. We've been blessed in a lot of ways that we may not necessarily really look at as blessings. So this is what this time is for. (laughs) But, okay, so Pluto. Pluto going retrograde. You've got to think about what Pluto represents. Pluto is the planet of sex, death, transformation, um... And when you're thinking about how it's going to affect you, I want you to keep something in mind. There is never, ever a reason to be scared of a retrograde. Pluto retrogrades every year, okay? And unlike, like, the inner planets like Venus and Mercury, which seem to have, like, I don't want to say devastating effects, but some people act like it's that way. But um, they have stronger effects. These planets are closer. Um, Their orbits are shorter. These are the things that people normally, you know, look back on time and look at charts and go, okay, I can understand how that affected me. Pluto also has to deal with all types of secrets. It has to deal with taboos, sexual taboos, all types of taboos. So this is a time frame that I feel we have to really step back and really internalize issues that are Plutonian. So power is the first thing that I think of. Power and control. Where in your life have you misused your power? Either you've been too lax, um, letting people walk over you, or you've been too controlling. Um, You've got to look out for manipulation. I say this because I heard somebody say a long time ago that... You know, people who are very plutonic, so either, you know, Scorpio Risings or people that have heavy Pluto influences in their chart really understand that fine line between manipulation, power, and control. Like that that there is essentially some sort of innate ability in them to really see opportunities to manipulate. And the thing about it is, I don't know, manipulation has a bad connotation. In a lot of ways, a lot of us manipulate situations all the time. I mean, if you see a way in that's going to benefit you, that isn't going to hurt anybody, in a way, you may have to pull some strings in order to get that to happen. 
even something small like that is, you know, plutonic in theme. Like, <laughs> but um, we also have to look at the fact that Pluto represents transformation. So sometimes what happens with power issues is that we are forced to transform. Again, the phoenix is associated um, when we talk about this because a phoenix dies and rises from its ashes anew. So to destroy and rebuild is a heavy Plutonian theme. With the energy moving inward, which is what retrogrades do, they force us to have to deal with that outward expression of a planet now going inward. So what we want to do is really review our behavior. Review our behavior for all the Plutonian themes that it could exist in. So your behavior regarding sex. Are you using sex as a weapon? Is it something that you withhold to control someone else? Is it something that you give to get? In other words, and this is sensitive, because I don't like slut-shaming people. I'm not about that. However, I do see a lot of stuff on social media where, you know, there are women who do not mind um, putting themselves out there sexually for something in return. When you're doing that, that's implementing a form of control over people, so that would also count. Um, I say this all the time because Pluto rules Scorpio, and I think Scorpio energy is pure. People argue with me about this, but I'm sorry. I feel how I feel. I said what I said. Okay? Okay? Um, The reason I think that this energy is pure is because it wants to see to the heart and soul of something. See it bare. Plutonic and Scorpionic energy really wants to get to the soul of things. Whether that soul is good, whether that soul is bad or indifferent in between, that's not the point. It wants to see things truly as they are. That's purity. Purity means things are, you know, as they are in their natural state, unadulterated. And that's exactly what we deal with with this Plutonian energy. Now, there are so many different circumstances that people are going through these days. And I never want to assume that, you know, everyone is on the same level of understanding. But in general, you can use this time frame, okay, until October, you've got to really deal with the deep, dark parts of yourself. The parts that you may not necessarily always like pay attention to. The parts that run under the surface. The parts that you're very aware of, yet the world may not be very aware of. Okay? I don't think that a lot of people realize that what simmers underneath the surface always finds a way to bubble out somehow. No matter how many secrets we suppress, um, no matter how many taboo things we keep on the low, somehow leak out. They always have to. It's like a cleansing, a purging, so to speak. 
when you're reviewing yourself and your own behavior during this Pluto retrograde, you're going to probably, because I associate Pluto with bringing about karma in some way. I know people associate that, you know, typically with, you know, Saturn, but I also look at Pluto the same way, like, because it deals with themes that are strong and dark in the human like experience and whatever energy we put out into the world returns to us this is a time where you will be checked if you start like ego tripping if you be getting too big for your britches if your ego is blow actuated i love that word i use it all the time most of y'all probably have never heard of it before but it means blown up okay if you have this sense that you're pulling the strings of others and you're reveling in this ability that's going to be challenged okay that will be challenged this is just the feeling that i'm getting from this <sighs> listen i don't want to be that person who you know kind of comes preachy at people but <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like it's necessary. So I'm not shaming anybody for whatever you're keeping on the low. I don't want to come at anybody's neck if you know damn well you're playing games with somebody. If you know damn well that you are exerting your power over someone in a way that forces them to have to adhere to your power. It's going to be challenged. People are going to be feeling this energy in a way that actually makes them go, hey, you know, am I owning my own power? So if you're manipulating someone else, <laughs> not a good time to be doing this. I, I feel like a lot of people are going to become aware of how they've been manipulated and how they've been ma manipulated. So, again, all the energy that we put out to the earth always comes back. And I just said all the energy we put out to the earth. Excuse me. All the energy we put into the universe, period, always comes out. Um, I'm also thinking that some people might get a little caught up in plutonic themes. So this could make some people a little bit more secretive. Because they'll feel like, you know, the things that they've been holding in since they're coming to the fore for their own attention now, a lot of people might suppress and repress these more. I don't think we should be doing that. I don't think we should be doing that. Um, with anything, it's always best to face it. I know we all work at our own pace. I get that... For a lot of different people, facing their own reflection, the soul reflection, is difficult because it forces you to see things as they truly are. Pluto is giving us this opportunity right now with its retrograde to not only face things as they truly are, but to dig beneath the surface and look that shit square in the eye and decide what you're going to do with it. How you use your power is very important. All of us have innate power. Sometimes 
there are a lot of us that are so used to using that power, we don't know another way to be. Sometimes there are some of us who are so used to others being in control, we can't imagine ourselves as these powerful beings that we should be. The funny part that I find about this, and here, wait a second, I am actually pulling the chart for today. So by three o'clock this afternoon, Pluto will um, be retrograde. Now, it is conjunct the south node and Saturn, and it's not, not quite conjunct the moon in Capricorn, but the moon is currently in Capricorn. Now, this is technically my lunar return, so I'm feeling this like pretty heavy, this urge for me to transform um, my work life, uh, because there's a lot of personal changes going on for me as I've started new ventures, and I've got to find a way to basically structure everything in a way that's going to work out for me. Um, I find that my Capricorn moon makes me like zero in on managing tasks and, and getting things done. And I'm already feeling like this Pluto energy, which is like you need, there's a part of my routine that needs to die. There's a part of my routine that needs to be reborn as far as work is concerned. That's how I am personally feeling this. Now, the South Node being in uh, Capricorn and the North Node being in Cancer. I've said this before. I feel like a lot of us are kind of on this path where we need to seek our comfort. Like um, with the North Node in, in Cancer, it wants us to feel nurtured. Everybody is looking for home. Now, like I say when I do people's charts, you can use the South Node energy to reach your North Node potential. However, if you fall back on um, the South Node energy too much, it actually inhibits you from, you know, reaching the potential. So again, because this speaks to an opposition between the North and the South Node, um, I want people to remember to remain balanced. Living at extremes is very plutonic, very plutonic. And with the South Node here, I feel like a lot of us potentially could be pulled down in some really deep shit that we weren't ready for. That we were just not ready for. Um, Because Pluto is conjunct Saturn too. And Saturn wants to restrict. It wants to build. It's at home in Capricorn. So this is a good place, believe it or not. Because if we do things the way we're supposed to do, Saturn will be like, okay, bet. I see you. (laughs) Like, you know, I, I, I got you. With this conjunction though, and then... You know, it also touching the South Node and the Moon. Being, there's a lot of Capricorn energy, like heavy today. A lot of Capricorn energy, heavy today. And I feel like um, you're going to need to really, really be patient. A lot of like. Okay, so Saturn and Capricorn is all about structure and hard work. And I always talk about how, like, the seagoat, which represents Capricorn, will climb them steep-ass cliffs you see see on nature shows without a problem. If they fall, they keep going. So I kind of feel like this is us having to do some extra work. 
that we didn't really foresee coming. Like, a lot of us will make plans and structure things in a certain way with the knowledge that they're supposed to just go the way it's supposed to go. Maybe it's something that we've done before and we had that experience before, so we're like, okay, well, you know, if I do the work this way, this will happen. I feel like during this this um, retrograde, it's, especially with Saturn conjunct Pluto, it's going to be harder for the end result to be seen. Something has to die. There's something going on in the process that needs to be restructured, that needs to be reborn. Um, again, encouraging people to look at their own charts encouraging people to be familiar with where the astrological energy will be for you I know that it could just sound like you know we're just throwing out a bunch of words but you know speaking in a general sense about Pluto going retrograde is not the same as you actually looking at your chart seeing how it'll personally affect you and then if we want to get even more technical you have a progress chart. <laughs> you have a solar return chart. There's so many different things to look at. However, just another reminder, if you need help, you can hit up me and I have several different other people that I can suggest for you for readings. Um, this is not a time I feel like to play around. If you're curious about astrology and you're really kind of feeling compelled to understand it at a deeper level, I would seriously suggest getting a reading. You want to know how this inward energy is going to go. So we've got Jupiter here, retrograde, Pluto, now retrograde, Saturn will be going retrograde soon. There's a lot going on, but um, just wanted to cover that real quick you guys okay you can't be scared of this you have to be open and willing but just know all the darker deeper themes will definitely come up for review so if you need help at all figuring any of this out feel free to hit me up for a reading you can go to our spiritual gangster certified facebook page which is facebook.com slash spiritual gangster certified official or you can go right to our website, spiritualgangstercertified.com, and hit readings. Either way, I'd be glad to help you out. Don't be scared of this retrograde, y'all. I'm going to break a lot of people out of this habit. The moment that we even utter the word retrograde, you should see how people fall apart. We always need time to slow down and review. It's just how things are. Accept it. You'll be okay. Peace. <laughs>